Each week on this podcast, we have the opportunity to consider God's Word and dig a little deeper into the passage that was just preached this last Lord's Day. Hi, my name is David Miller, and I'm the pastor of membership here at McGregor Baptist Church, and this is Beyond the Notes. I had the task this past Sunday to preach on Genesis chapter 7, and I do want to clarify a portion of that passage that I had to skip. Um, it's not mission critical to understanding sort of the broader observations that are in that passage, um, but I think it's still important, which is one of the reasons that we have the Beyond the Notes podcast. However, before I do that, I want to jump on something and not let a moment go by where we do not recognize this. I want to pause, and I want us to acknowledge a monumental achievement, friends, that took place last week on the previous episode, episode 251, of our Beyond the Notes podcast. Pastor Mark Bricker preached what is now two Sundays ago, so that means he was the one featured on the Beyond the Notes podcast last week. Am I right about that, Christian? Yep. Okay. Well, he had a guest on for that Beyond the Notes uh, podcast episode, and that too was a first for Beyond the Notes. But even more importantly than that, Mark set a new record, an all-time high for the longest Beyond the Notes podcast clocking in at, sit down, hold on to your seats, a whopping 19 minutes and two seconds now, the previous record holder is yours truly, okay? And my record stood for 18 months, clocking in at a meager 19 minutes and one second. So I just want to pause before we get started, and I want to congratulate Mark and wish him the best as he now takes the title for the longest Beyond the Notes podcast. And um, more importantly, he now takes the ridicule for being the least disciplined with his time in our beloved Beyond the Notes podcast here. So, Mark, I just want to say directly to you, brother, gives me great joy to surrender my crown to you. Now, back to Genesis chapter 7. As I said Sunday, chapter 7 in Genesis is when God's judgment falls. He has previously announced his coming judgment in chapter 6, but now in chapter 7, the rain begins and the subterranean waters begin to erupt from the deeps, um, and millions, possibly a billion people die in the flood. And amid all of that, um, God gives Noah instructions, <laughs> and he gives them very specific instructions to follow. Um, and the instruction was uh, specifically about taking extra animals beyond the male-female pairs of each kind of animal. Honestly, it's been fun for me to, to study again the book of Genesis, and I hope it has for you as well, um, because it reminds me over and over again of the very granular detail that the Holy Spirit of God inspired Moses to write about the events of Genesis. And one of those is found in Genesis Chapter 7, verse 2, it's the, it's the verse that I want to focus on for this beyond the notes. And verse 2 says this, God says, Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate. So as I mentioned this past Sunday, 
Several things in from chapter 6 gets repeated in chapter 7 and even further clarified. Uh, and this is one of them. In chapter 6, God had already commanded Noah to gather all the animals in reproductive pairs, male and female. And goodness gracious, just saying that in the context of our current cultural insanity makes me just want to point out how obvious this is that God designed it this way. But that's a whole other podcast. We shan't get on that topic. But what gets added here in chapter 7, verse 2, is the seven pairs of clean animals. These are extra animals being taken on the ark. And this is the first time that the categories of clean animals and unclean animals comes up in the Bible. So now we know that there's more than one purpose for Noah to get animals on the ark. Each pair within its kind, that's the term that the Bible uses, each pair within its kind of all the animals are going to be used by God to replenish the earth after the flood. But these extra seven pairs are only to be from the clean category. And that begs two questions, actually. Well, how did Noah know which animals were qualified to be in the clean category? And the second question would be, what were the clean animals for? Um, so let's take them one at a time. First question, how did Noah know which animals were qualified to be in the clean category so that he could get those extra pairs on the boat? Well, th actually, this is an argument from silence. Um, and you can't be too dogmatic about a position made from what the Bible does not say. So you have to kind of hold this loosely. But I would take the position that God revealed to Noah the difference between which were the clean animals and which ones weren't. And this really does fall under the category of special revelation. Noah didn't randomly pick them out and say, okay, that's what these are. But God revealed that to Noah, in my view. The second question, of course, uh, is what were the clean animals for? And I think this answer can be determined clearly from the text. Uh, and that is, we see that these clean animals were used only for sacrificial purposes, which is what we'll see in Genesis 8 this coming Sunday morning. But they were also used for food, which we'll eventually see in Genesis chapter 9. And I think, I think, What's really sweet about diving into this particular issue is that if you know your Bible well, you know that the distinction between clean and unclean animals became an important part of the Levitical law. Uh, it, and if you've never seen that, I would encourage you to read Leviticus chapter 11, especially right on the heels of us looking at Genesis 7, because that's when the practice that Noah begins in Genesis 7 really gets codified as a part of the Levitical law. But here's the thing not to miss. Even though the clean and unclean distinctions would later get standardized, if you will, as progressive revelation unfolds and we move through the Old Testament, the, the recognition of these clean and unclean differences occurred before Moses. Don't miss that. And, and this particular distinction is not unique. For example, the Sabbath, which was a part of God's law that wasn't written down until Moses received the two tablets at Mount Sinai, that law of the Sabbath was also observed before Moses. It's just fascinating, and it's a reminder that God's law was in play 
in principle before it ever got written in stone by God's hand or articulated in Leviticus. And all of these matters, friends, God's requirement of a sacrifice, God replenishing and sustaining the world for mankind after the flood, God giving his moral law to us so that we would know that we would need a savior. And I could go on and on and on, but all of these things just demonstrate what we talked about last Sunday. It all affirms God's wise purposes in all that he does. And that's called God's providence. In his sovereignty, God has the right to do with his creation as he sees fit. But in his providence, he does what he does to bring about his wise purposes. And that's enough to wrap up Beyond the Notes podcast for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a review. That helps us out a lot. Or share this with somebody. Uh, And we have several other podcasts that we have on this channel that you can listen to. Just visit mcgregorpodcast.com. You can find out about all of them and how to listen to them. And if you want to be ready for next Sunday's sermon, you can just go right ahead and read in Genesis chapter 8 all the way through verse 20. Hope you'll join us next week on Beyond the Notes.